0: Welcome to Rooftop Perspectives, inspiring Christ followers to join Jesus in his mission
1: in their everyday lives. Well, Merry Christmas. Welcome to Rooftop Perspectives. I'm Michael Brewer, and this is my great friend, John Whaley. Merry Christmas, John.
0: Merry Christmas, Michael. It's great to be with you today.
1: It is great. And and John and I are glad you have joined us today for Rooftop Perspectives. Our prayer is always that God will use this each week to inspire you as you join Jesus in his mission where you live, work and play. And during this season, we're focusing on joining Jesus at Christmas as we're talking to several of our friends about what they've discovered to be most effective in connecting with, uh, with neighbors and others during the Christmas season. John, tell us about who we're joining today. Well,
0: Michael, today we are being rejoined by our friend, Tim Brower, who has been with us in the past. Tim is the lead pastor at the Oaks Church in Statesville, North Carolina. He is a a man who, along with his family, um, have committed themselves to connecting with their neighbors. And, and, And the Browers do an amazing job connecting with their neighbors. So recently I sat down with Tim. And we just had a conversation about how they connect with their neighbors during the holiday season and and gave us some great insights that we'll talk about after the interview about what we need to be doing and looking for so we connect with our neighbors during Christmas. So just sit back and enjoy this um, conversation that I had recently with Tim Brower. Well, Tim, it's great to have you back with us on Rooftop Perspectives, and thank you for taking the time to join me today.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad to glad to be here.
0: Well, I'm excited about this interview as we talk about what does it look like to join Jesus at Christmas. Um, but before we get into that topic, for those who did not watch the last interview and they're wondering who in the world is this guy named Tim Brower, tell us a little bit about Tim, your family and the church that you planted or, and, and of course serve now as pastor. Um, anything you want to tell us about Tim today, just share that with us.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so my name's Tim Brower. I'm a pastor in Statesville, North Carolina, uh, an average size uh, town in North Carolina. And uh, we have uh, a, a wife and four kids, uh, almost married for 22 years uh, next month. And so uh, God's been really good in our marriage and uh, blessed us with a 16-year-old, a 13-year-old nine-year-old and a six-year-old, uh, three daughters and a son. And we have lots of life going on. Um, our pastor or our church focuses on um, equipping people to make disciples in our neighborhoods or where we live, work and play. And so um, we've been doing that for almost 10 years now and have seen God do some really neat things uh, throughout the church family. And so I'm really excited about this upcoming Christmas season. It's always a fun time for us as a family. And uh, we look forward to uh, sharing some of the things that God's done.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, I know I've been I've been to one of your neighborhood events, um, your Campfire Theology. And man, I just love all the things you're doing to to connect with your neighbors. And and so we're coming into this Christmas season. I mean Thanksgiving Day. All the radio stations shifted to the Christmas music, and um, and 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 everybody's going crazy trying to get their last minute shopping. But you know, they always say that this season is the time of the year where people tend to be more open to spiritual conversations, especially even gospel conversations. So, so the first thing I want to talk about is have have you found that to be true? And if it is true, why do you think that is?
2: Yeah. So I think. For us, I, I do believe that's true. I, I think that as anytime that there's a, a significant Christian-celebrated holiday, um, the door is open for conversations about that. We just came out of Thanksgiving, and uh, I think that's a, a great opportunity as well, because as you engage people, you get to see what they're thankful for, and you um, get to Ask questions and delve deeper into their story with that, and so Christmas is no different um, than that. Uh, but it is a prime opportunity to to talk with people, to have conversations that center around life and faith and what they believe, traditions that they've done, and and so people love sharing stories. And I, I think if you can direct those stories and listen uh, for the gospel opportunities in that uh, you can easily engage people in, in deeper conversations.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I believe that's so true because this season um, I, I said the other day um, to my friends, Todd and Sheila, when I was doing an interview with them, I said, you know, this is the one time of the year, the entire world, even people who have no idea of who Jesus is sing about Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's at one time, you know, you see people that never would darken the door of a church, but you'll see them holding a candle singing Silent Night um, mm-hmm. or, you know, Joy to the World. And and even on the secular TV shows and secular movies, you hear Christmas songs about Jesus. Um, you get people. Um, I've noticed people that would not consider themselves really religious or church, but yet they'll have a nativity in their front yard. Uh, yeah, know, it's, it's just a great time of the year. I think it gives us a great platform to really connect with people. Unlike any other platform. Um, cause I've noticed that people are much more open, um, to talk well, about and, Jesus. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And pe- and people are looking for hope. Yes. And if, if you're a believer in Christ, we have the only hope that's available to people. And so we have something good to share. All the time, and and uh, mm-hmm. at Christmas, you know, there's just those opportunities where people are looking to to give their children hope through a present or a you know something that they can give them as a gift, and and we know that those things come and go. They they satisfy only for a, a short time, but but Jesus gives living hope that that never never disappoints. And so, uh, yeah, we have have lots of wonderful news to share about Him.
0: And I think that's a great point, because I think about, you know, we talk about Christmas being the most joyful time of the year. But for some people, it's the most difficult time of the year. And Mm -hmm. and we can come alongside those people that are really battling with either grief or depression. Uh, Maybe they've just lost a job right here at the holidays and we can share with them the hope that they can have in Christ. And so that presents us a great ministry opportunity throughout Christmas to come alongside those that are struggling at, at the Christmas season
2: yeah. yeah well and people people tend to be more generous at Christmas mm-hmm. uh, you know whether it's the end of the year and, and they're trying to get a tax advantage or whether it's just the generosity of the season and yeah. uh, and, and the traditions that we have in that time and so it it presents a, a good time to help other people in need and it also uh, presents a time to talk about our generous God.
0: Amen amen. Well, I want to talk about some of the things that you have done and even are doing this Christmas to really connect with your neighborhood. Because I know you do a number of different things consistently throughout the year to build relationships with your neighbors, to to find those doors, to share the gospel. Um, So so what are some of the things you've done at Christmas and are doing this Christmas to join Jesus and what he's already doing in your neighborhood?
2: That's yeah, a good question. So we try to do multiple things. We try to plan things out in, on our calendar, and then we try to to respond to needs that arise as well. And so there's there's both of those opportunities that we have. And so some of the planned things that we do, we we regularly invite people into our home for meals, and uh, we we try to be consistent at least twice a month with doing that. And so. We don't change that up during the holiday. It might look a little different with what type of meal we have or, or something, but um, we we invite people in. But I think then the intention comes with some of the questions that you ask. Um, as, as I said before, we just came out of Thanksgiving, and so uh, oftentimes right after Thanksgiving, we like to host a, a post-Thanksgiving soup night, and everyone's kind of tired of their turkey and mashed potatoes and things like that, and so uh and typically it's cold so we have soup and, and invite people over and and we still go around the table and just say, what are we thankful for and how have we seen God work? And so that kind of leads us into the Christmas season and preparing our hearts for Christmas. And so um, the plan things that we do is, is we'll have uh, invite our neighbors over for a meal and we'll ask them, just questions about their past uh, how they've celebrated Christmas what are some meaningful traditions that they hold to as a family and and kind of take the conversation from there uh, with that and so we're actually doing uh, that this Sunday night with with our neighbors we'll have them a, a group of people over and uh, begin some of those conversations this week um so that that's one of the planned things that we do we've we've done other planned uh things such as Just being a blessing to others. Uh, We trying to go around and take Christmas cookies or my wife and kids will bake all kinds of uh, different little snack foods. And we'll take those around and uh, write a a note from our family and put a picture with it so they um, can put a face with our name. And and we try to uh, just be a blessing to them in in a tangible way by uh, giving a little treat uh, that we've made. And so we do that. Every year, our kids really enjoy participating in that and delivering them, and, um, and so that's a lot of fun, just a way to, to be a blessing to others. Uh, but then also looking for the needs in the community, and that's one of the more uh, reactive things that we do, uh, because there's different needs every year with that. Uh, this year, there's a, a neighbor two doors down. He just lost his wife mm-hmm. um, about, a, about six weeks ago. And they had been raising two grandkids in their home. And so now he's helping do that on his own, you know, on his own. He's got a little bit of help. But so so that uh, reacting to their need this year will be different than it was last year. And so just being able to respond to what's going on and um, and, and plan accordingly, Uh, with with how the Spirit's leading, and that uh, is kind of what we we do and what we've been looking for. Um, One of the other really fun things that we've done, and this year we're going to try and do it again, Um, I think it was during the pandemic, uh, maybe in 2020, we decided that we were going to have a, a little candlelight service in our front yard, and we just sent out a note to all the neighbors and everybody knows christmas carols so it's not you know difficult to to sing a line or two of a christmas carol and so we had just invited everyone over to the front yard to to spend 30 minutes out there and we prayed we sang four or five christmas carols and then i read the christmas story and and people went home it was just very simple short and right. uh, uh, but it, it was a lot of fun and so this year with christmas eve being on a sunday We'll already have uh, our worship gathering Sunday morning. And so instead of coming back for a Christmas Eve candlelight service at, our, at the building that we use, we're going to do that in our front yard as well and just invite the church to come, invite our neighbors to come. We'll have some fire pits out there and probably some hot chocolate or something. And, and we're just going to do a, a short little uh, Christmas Eve front yard service.
0: That's awesome. I love that idea. That's a great idea. I hadn't thought about that.
2: Yeah, because one
0: of the things that I'm planning on doing with our neighbors here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do a get together at my house with all the neighbors. Everybody's going to bring their favorite Christmas dessert. Yeah. Um, and and then we're going to have a time of sharing about why is that your favorite? What's the story behind that? Um, encourage them to bring something that brings back memories from childhood and and just make that a great night of getting to know each other and just have fun celebrating Christmas together.
2: That's awesome. Hey, if I if I did that, I'd I'd be bringing some oranges because I, I don't know about you, but I always got an orange in my stocking. And, uh, <laughs> that was like I the staple too. back in the day. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, yeah, I did too. It was always fruit, apples and oranges. It was like yeah. like really. And um, <laughs> I always laugh because my um our our oldest daughter when she was young, she, I mean she loved black olives. I mean she'd eat black olives out of the can, so we'd always put a can of black olives in her stocking. Um, because she just thought that was the coolest thing because, I mean, she just loved black Olive, Still does to this day, but yeah, you have anything to say what some of the desserts are, but, and I think this is a great time, you know, of year. Again, stories. People love stories. And, yeah. and just asking people about, share with us some of your favorite Christmas memories. Um, what, mm-hmm. was your, what was your most memorable Christmas? Because, you know, as you've discovered, you can learn so much about a person just through stories, listening to their story. Um, yeah. And, and um, so, yeah, well, I, th- and I love the idea of the candlelight, though. That is really
2: cool. I, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, th- a few years ago when we did it the first time, it was. I don't know, there were probably 20 neighbors came over or something like that. And we just had a had a real sweet little time out there. And uh, this year we're going to invite the whole church. So it'll look a little different Wow. than that. But uh, anyhow, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And it again, it'll just be a short. 30 minute time when we can gather together and pray and read the story and, um, and all, but, but I think it'll be a, a fun time for the neighborhood.
0: I love it. Well, well, for those who are uh, listening and maybe they've never done anything like this to connect with their neighbors, um, even for those who do it on a regular basis, um, what are some words of encouragement you would have for people as they think about how do I connect with people in my neighborhood at work, you know, wherever I go during this season?
2: Yeah. So I've been really learning this year uh, about walking in step with the spirit of God and and praying and just asking God, what's the next step in that. And so, and then, and then trusting the spirit when, when, when you have a prompt from the Spirit to do something, actually obeying it and doing it. and so uh, I, I think it really takes the pressure off of us, but but just praying and asking God for a specific neighbor or uh, about you know a, a need that is in your neighborhood, and it's amazing because God God loves each one of our neighbors mm-hmm. and He wants them to have a relationship with him. And so he allows us these opportunities to speak truth into people's lives to invite them into into relationship with us and and ultimately into relationship with him and so I would just encourage anyone that no matter where you are to just pray and ask the spirit what's next with with these specific people and then, as he leads you and guides you, you know be obedient to that I think the other thing is sometimes we we fear starting or we get, we get worried about what if no one responds or what if something weird happens or uh, what if this crazy person comes versus, you know, someone who I really get along with. And, and again, I think, I think trusting the spirit of God in that, that he's going to bring the right people um, in our coaching that we've gone through before. And now that I'm, I'm doing, we, we, talk about this high invitation and low challenge uh, opportunities where we, we cast out a large invitation to people. And, and it's not a very challenging thing. It's just a, an opportunity for people to come together. It's very easy. It's something that's you know easily reproducible by others. And I think having some type of invite to your home is a fairly easy thing to do. Whether it's yeah. even to the front yard to the backyard to or, or inside your home, um, and whether it's one neighbor or 20 neighbors, I think that it's a, it's an easy first step that we get to do. and so I would just encourage people take that take that first step and invite one person in and and start learning their their story. Uh, it's amazing what God will do just through that one interaction that you have.
0: Amen. Yeah. People make it so complicated and it's really very simple. Um, And Mm -hmm. once you do it, you get addicted to it because it's fun and you realize, man, this is really great. Let's do this again. Um, Yeah. You know, I found that I found that here in our, in our neighborhood is we're building community now and we just had cookout at the end of the summer before the weather changed and had 30 neighbors show up for that cookout. And, and so now we're looking forward to doing some things at Christmas and,
2: just seeing yes, seeing the door yes. that God opens. It's amazing. Well, and I, I think that one one of the one of the biggest fears I think people have is be opening themselves up to and being vulnerable to someone else. And yet at the same time, everybody wants to share about their life and about their story and about what they're what they've yeah. been through and what they're going through. And so we we fear being known but we really want to be known and so if we as believers can create a safe space where people can be known and we're not going to condemn them we're not going to you know come in and and try to you know be weird (laughs) with them we can just love them and and receive them where they're at and and begin that relationship with them it it breaks down so many walls uh, with with others and so we've heard some amazing stories of of amazing neighbors that we have over the years. And it's, it it breaks my heart to hear some of the struggles that they've gone through. Um, But it also brings joy to my heart to hear that they are willing to share their life with us and we get to bring good news into their life uh, as well. And so I would encourage you, just to start with, with one person, just ask the Spirit of God lead, lead me to that to that right person. Invite them in, and, and then trust that He's going to direct the conversation and and you know allow that relationship to blossom. Amen. That's that's what He wants.
0: That's it. That's it. That's such a good word. Such a good word. And um, I'm hoping and praying that people will take this to heart and find some ways, even just taking Christmas cookies to your neighbors. just find some way to connect um, during, during this season. Um, And and there's so many, so many ways you can do it. And so, man, I thank you for taking time today to join us and just kind of encourage people to, to do what you and I both love to do. And that is connect with people. I think this is a great time of year. I'm always trying to connect with servers at restaurants, but especially I think this time of year, because I mean, they're working harder than ever because the restaurants are full. People are out shopping and, and, you know, and find ways. And I tell people this all the time, you know, that's simple. How can I pray for you? And it creates an amazing conversation, especially this time of year um, with those that are serving you in restaurants.
2: I think another fun, just a a fun thing to do, you know, this, this time of year, so we have four kids, we live in a neighborhood. That's got, uh, I would say, over fifty percent senior adults and retired uh, people, wow. and um, and so uh, my kids love decorating the house, and uh, they love the inflatables with the lights, and they want the whole house trimmed out with Christmas lights. And we we can't you know go to the extreme with it, but but we like to have fun. And so this year, with some of our neighbor uh, get-togethers that we've had, the kids have spoke up to the neighbors and. and and said, "Hey, let's you know we want to have one of those neighborhoods where people want to drive through, and you know let's uh, encourage you know other other neighbors to decorate." And and so it's fun to see houses popping up with more decorations. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fun to see uh, to walk through the neighborhood and you know be able to talk to people uh, who have done that, and and I think enjoying the everyday things of life that. The Christmas lights, the um, the the rhythms that are happening in your city already and in your neighborhood already, joining in that because um, God is at work in all those things. And so, uh, it, so this year for me, it's been fun just seeing people desire to to put a few extra lights out and. You know, really seeing the community come together in a fun way, and it gives us more opportunity to talk with them. And a, a neat thing that just happened was Halloween. You know, we come out of the, the long summer, you've got the trick-or-treating, and then it, the next month is Thanksgiving, and then it goes into into Christmas. And we noticed this year, as, as we walked around the neighborhood with our kids on uh, on Halloween, that there were more neighbors outside this year sitting on their front stoop or even with a fire pit in their front yard than we've ever had before. Mm, And it was really neat because we moved into this house that we live in now about 10 years ago. And when we first moved here, there were a lot of uh, vacant homes. Um, it's an older neighborhood, and so uh, there were houses that needed remodeling and uh, there there were people that were uh, both both of our neighbors one was in a wheelchair and couldn't really get out much and then the other ones were dealing with some dementia and and stuff and they um, couldn't couldn't do a whole lot and then we had three or four houses that were just vacant uh, next to us and so over the course of 10 years, we've been intentionally living. We've um, been been seeking to, to see the kingdom of God expand in our neighborhood, and we've been praying that way and, and seeking to live that way. And it's neat to see those little changes over time. Now, every house is filled uh, in the neighborhood except for one that's being remodeled and will be filled soon. Um, there's young families live in the neighborhood, which we've prayed for. Uh, there's kids. My kids have two or three homes in the neighborhood that have some of their best friends that live in them. And, uh, we've seen the kingdom of God grow through things like the death of this, uh, neighbor's wife, um, the, the loss of, a another neighbor lost their daughter earlier this year and in, in a car accident and, uh, you know, we were able to gather around them and, and encourage them and um, mm. ju- just all kinds of different things that happen in life that that you're able to come into. But uh, to get back to, the, to Halloween, the first few years that we lived here, we would have to go to another neighborhood to take our kids trick-or-treating. <laughs> and now we have hundreds of people come to our front door every year. And they're like, I want to come back to this place. And, uh, you know, we, we come here every year now because of the fire pit and the, you know, hot chocolate and stuff that you guys give out. And and they look forward to it. And all of our neighbors now are doing the same thing. And so uh, it's not just one house lit up. There's 15 or 20 around the block that are lit up and giving out full-size candy bars and having hot chocolate. And, and it really is neat to see, how God is bringing it, his kingdom here through generosity and through loving on others and welcoming, welcoming others in. And, and, and so at Christmas, it's, it's the same thing. And we get to use this tradition that is, is not very biblical. If we're honest in a lot of the ways that we, um, that we celebrate Christmas, but God uses that for his mm-hmm. glory and if you're willing to uh, to step out and, and just ask him, you know, what, what's next? He, he provides those things for you and it shows you. And, and it's pretty cool.
0: Amen. It is. That's so good. You know, I love that. I love how now that since you've been there, how God has used you to impact the neighborhood and just influence them to do more, um, to come outside, be a part of Halloween. Decorate now their homes for Christmas, and mm-hmm. again, creating that that community, and that is so powerful. That is so powerful. Well, um, and, if, and now that if
2: you just look at those little things, they're not they're not um, share. You know, we're not sharing the gospel through our house decorations, but it's all those different. Mm -hmm. things that bring the community together that open up time for relationship and conversations and that's really what it's what it's all about it's about the people and um god has given us opportunities to that, that are right in everybody's life that everybody participates in that that we get to bring good news into and i think so often we try to create church events at a building or a location, and and we take the gospel out of our neighborhood back into a, a building, and and we struggle to get people to attend that, and we get frustrated yeah. and and tired. But when you have just your normal life and you're living out good news in that normal life, and and uh, and inviting others in to do the same, it, it really transforms a whole neighborhood, you know. And it, that's really neat to see.
0: Well, all those all those little things that you're doing are building bridges into lives. Mm-hmm. every one of those are building bridges in, into lives and that's what it's about so you can begin to have that opportunity to um, for them to not just hear the gospel but experience the gospel to be yeah. the gospel in their lives um, and and they start looking at your life and your family and, and your joy and your peace and wondering how can I how can I have what they have? And it just builds a great opportunity to share. But this is a great season to do that. And I love this season just because it's such a great time to to really just speak the gospel in the people's lives. And I, I love what you just said that I don't want us to miss, because for those that are watching that are pastors and leaders and churches, um, I just want to kind of reiterate what you just said. Don't don't, don't have your people so busy doing things at the church building during the season that they don't have an opportunity to impact the very place where they live, you know, create that space and encourage your people to spend this time to connect with your neighbors and build relationships and, and begin to share Jesus.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, I think that's yeah, good. I, that that's a, a desire that I pray for frequently is that we would, um that we would send send more laborers out because I think there there's a, a great harvest that's ready and uh there is too many people are, are too busy.
0: <laughs> and the exciting thing is we're seeing more and more churches waking up to that reality that you know mm-hmm. um that we need to we need to have less things happening at the church building and equip our people to to be on mission where they live, work and play. And, yeah. and therefore we need to you know, lighten up the load at church so they'll have more time to go do what God's called them to do where they live. And we're seeing more churches do that. We're not seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, and maybe post COVID helped us with this um, and coming out of COVID we're realizing we didn't need to be at the building all the time that we can survive without the building. Um, but I'm constantly encouraging pastors, you know, don't have your schedule so packed with so many events that your people don't have time to be light and salt where they are and instead equip them to be light and salt and, and set them loose. And, yeah. and then you'll see God do some amazing things as, as the kingdom's advanced through, through your people. So that's exciting. Yeah.
2: And one one of the cool little taglines that, that I try to remember often is from our friend, Caesar Kalinowski. He said, yeah. you see these little videos and, and he always ended with the next best time is now. And so the next <laughs> best time to do true. it. Is, is right now. And we get to um, not wait for another season to come, but we get to, to do it right now.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, man, thank you for taking time to, to be with us today. I hope that you and your family have an incredible Christmas and, and that you enjoy also just having a great Christmas with your, your church family. And I know it's going to be a great season. And we look forward to having you back again soon, sometime in the near future and talking more about how we connect with people.
2: Awesome, John. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: God bless. God bless.
1: Well, that's wonderful. Uh, I think it's one of the key points about the Christmas season is, is the openness of people. And mm. and I love the way we put this in this conversation today. People are looking for hope. Mm. People are looking for hope. And our culture in the Christmas season secular in every way you can think of is saturated with Jesus who happens to be the only real hope. And during the Christmas season, it's there for everybody. I think you said it well, people are holding candles and singing, uh, you know, silent night, Holy night, uh, God rest you merry gentlemen. And and everything about Christmas carols and, and people who never talk about Jesus are, are standing there singing along You're hearing it on movies, on TV, on secular channels in the background and being played. And it's part of the theme. And the idea that we would look for those opportunities to speak hope into the lives of people during this season in so many different ways that we talked about. And but I think it's key to understand. Mm -hmm. And I think it's especially true in what's happening in the world today. People are desperate for hope. They're desperate for a sense of peace and a sense of of, of non-chaos, I think is, is the way I'd want to say it, because there's so much chaos politically, socially, culturally, in the in the world, in our homes, just, just all around us. And the fact that we can help bring hope into what feels like almost a hopeless culture and a hopeless society is one of the wonderful gifts that we're able to give at christmas time as believers
0: amen amen because if there's any i mean the heart of the whole christmas message and the story of jesus is hope that he has brought hope to the world Um, and and so we just look for those opportunities throughout the holidays how do we speak hope and as we do that we plan ahead we always want to have plans in place but at the same time as we have plans in place, like having people over for dinner, taking our neighbor's Christmas cookies, whatever the plan may be, we want to be sensitive to the needs that arise and be ready to respond intentionally to those needs that arise, when they arise. And and Tim gives a great example of one of their neighbors who recently lost his wife and how not just he, but the neighbors have have rallied to to minister to him, um, and 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 to love on him at Christmas, and and so in in the midst of um, all the all the things you are doing intentionally to yeah. have people, you know, I love the idea that he does with the candlelight service in his front yard. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm doing that this year in my neighborhood, and 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 so you know you want to have strategy but but again you know it's those those we talked about it with todd and sheila the surprises the things that god is in your path that's on the calendar but yeah here's a here's an opportunity to minister to somebody to serve somebody to speak into their life and i think i think that's really really important that we go through the season saying, God, what's happening in my neighborhood? Who can I speak into that may be having a difficult time right now? Maybe they just lost a family member or they um, are lost their family pet that they've had for 15 years and, and they just need some encouragement. And, and I think that's, that, I think that's really critical. And I really appreciate how you brought that out. Um, Always prepare things to do, but be ready for the spontaneous.
1: Yeah. We, we, so much recently and especially in this in this series learning to be intentional yes and being anticipating being surprised by god so you can be intentional i i, I love that you know i'm walking not in apprehension but in in excitement
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know I'm, and then i think the word there's is, is i'm walking in anticipation that god's god's going to show up in a way i haven't thought of today Amen. Am I ready for it? And if and I need to be ready, that's that's that plan to be intentional no matter what. But I loved this, that the, the concept. Am I praying for the kingdom to expand in my neighborhood? Mm. God, you've put me here. Todd and Sheila taught us that we're not anywhere by accident. We may have thought we chose where we live, but but God's put us there. I love I love that from from last week. But we're looking at this. Am I am I praying for the kingdom of God to expand in my neighborhood so that I'm looking for ways to bring the community together? Am I creating bridges to speak gospel, to speak the good news into people's lives? So I need to be open to the ministry opportunities. There we are, intentionality, anticipation. Mm Be prepared for the surprises. Uh, God, God wants to bring impact to the people in our neighborhood through those moments, through those things to expand the kingdom. And so I love you. So we need to get away from this come and see approach. I like how he said it. Don't take the gospel out of your communities and put it back in your church.
0: Amen. I love that.
1: Yes. That was such a powerful sentence to me. Don't take the gospel out of your neighborhood because you feel like it has to be in a designated place or location. It's, you know, we don't just need to invite people to come to our buildings, but we need a a, a go and tell approach. I mean, the song says it, go tell it on the mountain and everywhere (laughs) Jesus Christ is born. So, Approach people, meet them where they are in the neighborhoods, and be ready to do it no matter what. And, and if you're hearing this, and you and you didn't catch the statement from one of the guys that we have played before, one of the guys that we love, uh, and and when Mister Kolanowski says the next best time to do it is now, right now is the next best time go ahead and and take this Christmas. Don't say, well, that sounds good. You know, we ought to plan to do that next Christmas or plan to do that. No plan to do it this afternoon, plan to do it tomorrow, plan, plan to do it this weekend. Uh, we do a thing here at our house. We call the Christmas jingle jangle. And, and uh, we've been blessed. We put the invitations in our neighbor's mailboxes. And I think this year we're going to hang them on the door, uh, but it's, it's come enjoy, and I think we're gonna change the time. Do it, do it so it's late in the afternoon and gets into the evening. I love the idea of putting out several uh, fire pits, uh, mm-hmm. having things around them, having the hot chocolate, lighting the candles, and and singing the Christmas carols. We've done the Christmas carols and stuff. It's it's you know. And we always have the house ready in case the weather is so vicious, cold or or raining or something, we can come inside. But I think Dana and I will probably take some of these things and adapt them into our jingle jangle that we invite the whole neighborhood to.
0: Yeah, it's it's so important that we we find these ways to connect. And, you know, for years and years and years, churches have been so focused on their musicals and dramas and hey come to our building and see what we're doing Uh, but you know it's so imperative that we teach our people your mission field is all the people that live right around you and equip our people to you know to go and connect with their neighbors and begin building those relationships and engaging their neighbors because we do we take the gospel out of the neighborhoods we do it um, I you know I once pastored a church that they did a huge fall festival on Halloween every year on Halloween night and eventually um, we stopped it and the reason we stopped it I said you know the one night where people are coming to our doors we're taking the gospel out of the neighborhoods and bringing everybody to the church building yep. let's get our people to stay home and how to engage all the people that's coming to their doors trick or treating and we do this and and it's time that we teach our people. Hey, we're not doing a Christmas musical this year at the church, um, but what we're going to do, we want you to stay home on Christmas Eve and connect with your neighbors. Um, and, and I think that's important. And, 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 and again, you know, what you just said, you know, doing what you do, what I'm doing this Christmas, you know, you don't have to do anything complicated. It's very simple. No. I'm doing, I'm doing a Christmas dessert party where everybody in the neighborhood is coming to my house and, um, and they're bringing their favorite Christmas desserts and we're just going to have desserts. And as I've been telling them to get fat together and um, and, and just enjoy um, getting to know each other. Um, I had a neighbor this morning text me and say, hey, are we going to do name tags? And, and I said, man, it's a great idea. I'll get some name tags so people can have name tags. so We can get to know each other's names. And we've got couples that have called and said, I'll be there. I can't wait to be there, John. And it's something very simple. And nothing, there's nothing, you know. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate things, um, set out some fire pits, make some hot chocolate, um, invite neighbors to come and sit around the fire and just have a great time eating Christmas cookies and eating hot chocolate and talking. And
1: yeah, and- we, we've done this. I've invited friends and church members over in times past after Christmas and before New Year's. Mm-hmm. You've eaten, you've eaten your Christmas desserts now for three days in a row. and You've got some left over. You've got a half a pie or a half a cake or whatever. And, and you've done this and you're going, man, I don't want to waste this, but I don't know that I want another bite. And we've invited them to come to the house and bring what they have left over. And we and tell, it's okay for the children to bring. If they've got video games, we've got a thing here they can hook up to the TV. Just come and just let everybody come in the house. But bring bring your leftover goodies, you know uh, that you don't want to eat again, but would still be something fresh and different for the rest of us. And we've just we've we've piled our leftover Christmas goodies about the twenty seventh or twenty eighth of December.
0: Exactly, exactly. And, uh, I mean, great, great. I mean, it's just you know. Um, so again, we just want to encourage you. You know, yes. connect with your neighbors. Find be intentional. But look for those spontaneous opportunities. A need arises and you can speak into that. And and don't let this season go by and miss joining Jesus in what he's doing in your neighborhood right now at Christmas. The time of the year when people are um, just so open more than any other time of the year to come over to eat with you, to talk about Jesus, to talk about spiritual things. Please take advantage of this um, season. And um, we have one more episode in this series, joining Jesus at Christmas. And you don't want to miss oh, next no. week's episode because we'll be talking about a very special podcast called Scrooge or Christmas Carol. You may want to go ahead and listen to it now, um, uh, before before next week called Scrooge yes. or Christmas Carol. Find it on all the you can find it on all the Um, major platforms. It's an incredible. Sean Astin plays the voice of Scrooge. Go to ScroogePodcast.com. So we're giving you a a week's notice so you can go and listen to it. It's an incredible podcast. We're talking to um, Dr. Cynthia Tobias next week, who um, is actually helped develop discussion questions for, for parents to use with their kids after they listen to the story together. Um, so this is going to be we got one more Christmas episode. It's hard to believe. And then Christmas yeah. will be upon yeah. us. And then we'll do an end of the year episode. But between now and then, we want you to let others know about this podcast. So please yeah. like us, follow us, subscribe to the Rooftop TV YouTube channel. Um, share this with others. If you're listening to it on Spotify or the other Platforms like Apple, leave a review. All of that helps us get the word out to others about this podcast. And so, we want to encourage you to do that. Um, the Rooftop um, Perspectives podcast is a ministry of the Rooftop International and the Rooftop North America. To learn more about the Rooftop, go to the Rooftop.org and learn more about uh, the vision and the mission God has given us to make disciples who make disciples all over the globe we have pioneers and ambassadors and coordinators in now close to 70 countries around the world helping people get a fresh vision of God's heart for the lost and understand how do we make disciples who make disciples. And then this coming March in Dallas, Texas will be the Rooftop Discipleship Summit. And we encourage you to go to the rooftop.org summit and you can go find that information all about the Dallas Summit, how you can be a part of it in person, how you can be a part of it online. And we're looking forward to having Cesar Kalinowski with us as one of our special guest speakers during those two days. It's free. There's no registration fee. So go online, register, um, get together a group of people, watch it together online or um, come out and join us in Arlington at Grace Community Church. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time. So we are so grateful that you joined us today for Rooftop Perspectives, and we look forward to next week with Dr. Cynthia Tobias as uh, we talk about Scrooge, A Christmas Carol, the podcast, and what a great way to uh, join Jesus at Christmas because it was designed for people to get together, listen to, and talk about afterwards. So God bless. You have an incredible Christmas. Celebrate with your family and friends, and connect with your neighbors and go and join Jesus and what he's doing in your neighborhood. God bless. We'll see you next week on rooftop perspectives.